listening, including me. You are listening to Astro Projection Radio Hour with She Wolf and Beatrix Gravesguard on BFF.FM. Best frequencies forever.
You are listening to Astral Projection Radio Hour on BFF.fm, Best Frequencies Forever. I'm She Wolf. And I am Beatrix Gravesguard. We'll be casting witchy vibes and sonic spells until 6 p.m. So gather around, light a candle, and levitate with us. We just heard Shusha Santa Maria with King Marsile, or King Marsile. Before that was Wulu with Habesha. And starting off our show today was CDX with Rose Gold Relationship Goals. We are kind of at the tail end of both Scorpio season and a Mercury retrograde period. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You sound ready. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I mean, yes, sure, but I'm... I'm grateful for that was a very reactive sigh. It was for, like, <laughs> I'm grateful for what this period has uh, surfaced, even though it's it's been a I wouldn't call it gentle, mm-hmm. uh, probably necessary. Yeah, kind of like you know, just draining the muck of whatever is like sticking to your soul. It's all sludgy. Drain the swamp. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, but I definitely had a lot of like the. Um, the Mercury retrograde, as they call them, like the the re the re's redo, revise, revisit, recap, mm-hmm. um, both like uh, in, a, in an emotional sense, and then also like just very annoying technical mm-hmm. senses of like you know clients being like, I need you to revise this thing. Anyways, there's a lot yeah. revisions. But, yeah, but. Revisions and revisioning. Yeah, I definitely. This feels like uh, a month that unearthed a lot of uh, revisioning. Yeah, for me. Yeah, and we're about to. We're a little more than a month away uh, from 2020, which I feel like will be a time for many vision puns. <laughs> 2020 it's like i have a terrible vision so yeah and there's also <laughs> kind of this like new decade yeah sort of uh i don't know i i know you um associate time closely to the decades because of when you were born uh i haven't really thought about the new decade yeah i haven't yet i think uh i was recently talking to Warlock Vic and he mentioned that like he had also not realized that it was going to be a new decade. I mean, it's also like a debate whether it's yeah, a new decade, sure. but like um, hadn't realized that until Yumi Sakugawa's kind of like meditation. Yeah. Like, we are entering a new decade. And I was like, I somehow missed that too, even though I was like right there next to her. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I hadn't really thought about it. Also, sidebar note, shout out to Yumi because I am currently um, in the middle of a class she's doing online called uh, How to Manifest Your Creative Desires into Reality. And it Mm. is so good uh, and so rich. And I'm going to sign up for her next one, which is about creative rituals and discipline. Can you talk a little bit about her um, current workshop? The one that I'm taking? Yes. so uh, it, it really resonates with me because 
she's interested uh, in kind of like how you tap into your intuition uh, in order to even sort of discern what your desires or your creative desires actually are. Um, and like me, she's, I really resonate with people and I, she may have been one of the people who planted this in my brain, but um, maybe if you have a more somatic experience in life where she talks about like your, your body will actually tell you <laughs> the answers to things if you mm-hmm. listen. Yeah. Um, and it, and I'm, I've tried to pay more attention to that this year and I find that to be very true. But one of the, the exercises um, she has you do in the class is to take five minutes and write down a list of everything in your life. Any, everything that you just find exciting right now. And she said, like, think about a Venn diagram of, like, fear and desire. And that was helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, though, funnily enough, I was, like, looking at my, the, the first thing I wrote down was just bread. Mm. <laughs> like, bread is really exciting. Bread is exciting. And I want to yeah. learn how to make bread. Uh, there's, like, a creative process in bread making that I, I'm interested in, like, doing things that you don't have a deep investment in the outcome of um, just for the process alone. Uh, as a and kind the eating of, of bread brings about lots of pleasure, which is exciting. True. Yeah, but I I found, I discovered this when I did a year of drawing my days and I drew weekly comics and I did it as like a practice because um, I actually don't, I don't like journaling. I don't like writing every day. <laughs> I like, because I, I think I identify as a writer and so I, I get too critical and like my editor comes out. But when I was um, drawing every day, I put like zero pressure on myself because I didn't think of myself as an artist and I didn't, I wasn't married to the outcome of the things that I was drawing. I was more interested in like, what's it like to do something every day and like have a practice where you commit to doing this for yourself and you're not married to the outcome of it. Um, I really like what Yumi says about discipline too. I think you strike upon that a little bit, kind of this idea of like, doing something regularly without an investment in the outcome, it can take discipline to do that, yeah. right? And uh, I, I want to read a little bit of from her Instagram. Um, this is one of, I think you referred to these as non-memes. <laughs> yes, right? <laughs> yep. Um, and I liked, I really like what she says about discipline. Um, and I, um, I've been thinking a lot about the, um, the Hierophant tarot mm. car recently because and I'll talk a little bit more about that after I'll read this non-meme first so she (laughs) says one discipline is not the antithesis to fun but it can actually create more space for fun deep pleasure and intentional rest two creating discipline and structure and restrictions in your life does not have to be a punitive process it can be a pleasurable way to express deep love for your highest potential three when you uh, resist doing something that is good for you You can be curious about how that resistance feels in your body. Breathe in all the activated emotions and allow yourself to feel uncomfortable feelings and sensations while gently daring yourself to cross the threshold from not doing something to doing something that is not yet an established habit. Four, you do this multiple times as much as possible and that is how you destroy your old self and give birth to someone new. Oh shit. And I... I've been thinking a lot about the Hierophant 
tarot card because I think if you if you look at the kind of traditional interpretations of it, it's like, okay, it's usually a priest, the high priest, right? Um, someone who kind of stands for uh, discipline, tradition, rigor, mm-hmm. structure, uh, someone who kind of represents the institutional, who represents like the old, um, maybe even a sense of worship, right? Mm-hmm. And I've been thinking a lot about how if you kind of like inhabit a more liberal part of the world, you might look at those words and you think of those things as negative. You think of those things as things to be broken, right? Mm-hmm. Things to kind of like escape and things that are are kind of like um, maybe not it, it, like standing in the way of you being your your freest self. And I've been kind of trying to redefine that tarot card for myself um, kind of in relation to what Yumi says about discipline and what I kind of like think of as as like, um, you know, the like the discipline or the structure of the planning doesn't have to exist in opposition with like a kind of like openness and, and freedom. It can actually kind of like open you up to that. And that is it is this sort of like transformational process. Right. And oh, that, for sure. Yeah. That like, um, you know, you have to start somewhere. You kind of have to like enter somewhere. Yeah. And that the higher fan kind of. um can act as like an opening to redefine, redefining those yeah. things, right? I think people also have really strong stories that they tell themselves about like being disciplined or not disciplined. And I know that I am one of those people that like a long running story in my life is like, man, I am not disciplined. And if only I was more disciplined with with things, I would get way more done. But then I look at, like look at the evidence that's counter to that. And I look at like, that year where I did draw every day and all of the things that came out of it. And I was like, well, wait, I was, but I was dis- disciplined. Like yeah. I did, I did do the thing. And I'm, I'm interested right now in like very much so in kind of cracking open this, like the stories I do tell myself about myself. And like I was telling yeah. you over, over the weekend, um, I did this to, two-day very intensive art class with my mom um we were just taught by this total woo-woo santa fe captained uh lily tomlin knockoff um she was so great but uh she one of the first, one of the exercises we did that like weirdly even though it seems really simple but it kind of cracked something open in me she had us draw a hand like the way that we always draw a hand and like she was like all right i'm guessing for most people in this class who haven't like taken a drawing class like you probably draw the same hand now as you did when you were five and i'm like oh what kind of hand do you draw it's like it's like it's like a turkey like you know you put when you like trace your your hand hand. yeah and you're it's like not three-dimensional right it's like a it's like a handprint on a wall it's like here's you know, five little sausages and a thumb, essentially. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and to then, to be fair, that is what a hand is. It five is five little sausages and a thumb, <laughs> and um, feathers on them, and it's a turkey. Uh, sidebar and a shout out. I listened to this really great episode um, of Design Matters, which is Debbie Millman's podcast with Linda Berry, the comic artist, and she talks about how she has her grad students work with four-year-olds to learn how to draw because mm-hmm. she's like they get so hung up. And the guy, and it was said, um four-year-old was teaching one of her students how to draw he's like snowball 
thumb, 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 thumb. <laughs> uh, anyways, so the the like the second practice she had us do was she taught us what she calls the ant method, where she's like, put your non-dominant hand in front of you where you can see it, and she's like, imagine a little ant just crawling over the contours of your of your hand. Don't even think about it as a hand. It's not a hand. It's just a shape. And she was like, and keep drawing the shape without actually looking at what you're drawing. Like just keep every time she's like, you can check, you can look down to see what you're drawing, but stop drawing the minute you do that. Because the minute you look down, you're drawing from memory. And she was like, and my goal is to get you to like draw a different kind of hand. You know and, what this is really similar to hmm. is my practice growth spells. Yeah, no, it, I, yeah. that totally reminds me of that. But I had never, I'm 38 years old. I've never in my life, even like considered drawing in that way before and i like and i went and being like whatever it'll probably just be some blobby lines and like i was like oh shit i just drew hands that look like kind of real and i my it like did it like melted my brain i know it sounds have so basic read, but um, have you read trick mirror yet Gia no i'm on the mirror? it's on i'm on the library hold list okay. for it Don't well so me. she has this concept i mean the whole book is essays that are you know quote reflections on self-delusion and she has this uh thing with like you know examining self-delusion which is the belief yeah. in us being a certain way and uh the fact is like a lot of the things we believe ourselves to be the stories that we cling on to um the opposite is actually true yeah and she uh is like talks a lot about kind of like self-examination as sort of um, the, the the other side of that mirror, right? That both exist and, yeah. and that you can kind of like, and, and I think about this a lot too, like I sometimes don't really believe in personality or I sometimes don't think I, I should trust the stories that I tell mm -hmm. about myself and certainly not the stories that other people Right. tell me of myself or themselves yeah you know there's like my angelou famously said when people tell you who they are believe them <laughs> um and then there's like an addendum to that yeah with uh maria popova saying like when people tell you who you are don't believe them mm. but then I, i'm like <laughs> when when you tell yourself who you yeah. are don't believe you yeah when I, other people you know when other people tell you or like when other people tell you who you are and when you tell yourself who you are and that's counter to that, like maybe there's a third or fourth or fifth like right. question. Yeah. Um, maybe it's all those things and none of those things. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. I feel like when you strip it all away, maybe it's just like there's a nothing. There's just <laughs> it's a all just sort of like shaped void. by like yeah. how people it's draw, true. draw the draw the paths, right? But it was liberating. It made me even though it was such a seemed like such a simple thing. I was like, well, wait, what else am I telling myself about myself that I just, that like is actually probably not very true. And it's just because I have not learned to see a different way because that was the trick with the hand thing was mm -hmm. like, she shifted the way that I saw a hand mm -hmm. and it was very simple. It wasn't, there was nothing super technical about it at all, Yeah, but it kind of was like, it was very psychedelic where I was like, whoa. I would never, if you asked me five minutes ago, could I draw a hand like that? I'd be like, absolutely not. I am not an artist. I am not a, you know, and mm. but so it kind of, it opened something in me that I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in investigating this on like multiple levels. 
Yeah, uh, and Mercury is stationing direct soon in Sagittarius. Yeah, season is starting, so it's a very kind of like a good time for opening. Yeah, it's all about kind of uh, throwing away the past. I had an epiphany today that I want to go somewhere by myself for New Year's Eve. Have you ever done that? Yeah, just I just like man, I just I was like I just kind of want like two days two or three days to just be like totally alone somewhere really random yeah not in years in my early baby sagittarius days Mm -hmm. i for years i didn't spend a single new year's eve in my normal time zone oh interesting yeah and it was great yeah i find it like an overrated public holiday like i'm not i'm not interested in like I don't like I hate the like chasing the party vibe of New Year's Eve. Oh, it's been many years <laughs> since I've cared about that. I think no, yeah. For years. Yeah. Uh I would just have people over. Yeah, I know you guys I've, I've already I've been, been to some good yeah, gentle I, gatherings at as I'd place. already be home and yeah. I recently had um a similar thought about my birthday that I don't want to see anyone on my birthday. Yeah, I had this. Unless you're a coyote. Unless you're a coyote. Yeah, I had this like moment today. I was like, I just want to be like profoundly alone. Yeah. Unlike as the New Year comes in, not lonely. I don't. I'm not like like, but just like, just like oh, very comfortably alone with myself. Yeah. Uh, Loneliness is kind of fun too. I think that's kind of a nice feeling to sit in sometimes. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Anything else going on astrologically we should know about? Yeah, it's the last quarter in Leo, and uh, we're going to read from the astrological grimoire. Sometimes exits are just as important as entrances. How can you do justice to the things that have brought you this far? Think of a nesting doll. There are many versions of you that came before that brought you to this very place and time. They played the starring role in the movie of your life, then left the stage for the next version to appear. Sometimes the past doesn't want to let us go. However, it waits in the wings, watching for a place to enter and shout, I told you so. When you make the same mistakes, date the wrong people, and so on. Write an exit scene for the old versions of you that get in the way. Thank them for the ways they try to protect you. Then write them off your show. Damn, that's good. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is that sounds like it's exactly what yeah we need to hear yeah coming to the end of that's uh, a good period. new year's eve exercise yeah. even if you're gonna go out and go crazy on new year's eve give yourself like 20 minutes to write an exit scene for the the characters of yourself that need to get retired from the tv show of your life yeah i'm thinking a lot about loneliness actually yeah. and how i want to well i mean it's it's a it feels like an emotion that or i don't know if it's an emotion or a state of being that it seems like lots of people find profoundly shameful and want to be to be lonely oh i agree yeah yeah and i and i i wonder about that I, i feel like there is a lonely i don't know because i think that like there is i i've just noticed a lot recently people saying alone but not lonely interesting as if like lonely is not a an ideal i mean it isn't an ideal i don't know if there's any kind of ideal place but that like you quickly want to be like i'm alone but okay you know no yeah you're there's you're probably onto something like it has a similar 
maybe connotation is like depressed or angry, you know, like yeah. people are like, oh, I don't want to cop to this. But I think being lonely is universal. I've, I mean, I've had the, I, I often try to delineate between alone and lonely because I don't, I'm somebody who really does not mind being alone. Mm-hmm. I actually rarely feel lonely even when alone yeah. i'm very well that's I'm, an interesting thing too is that a lot of people that i i've the the times that i've cataloged this it's that too is like the the love of solitude yeah however qualifying that with like but i'm not lonely i'm just alone sure and I, i'd right, like right, right. to just think about lonely. That, I yeah guess, i guess yeah, and sit there i guess lonely it. for me because i had this experience recently where I went and I'm still going through something um, within my family that is like a very new experience for me. And it's to some degree frightening. Mm. And I had this, I had this sensation where I was like, Oh, this makes me feel really lonely. Mm. And I don't, and I was trying to like figure out what I even meant by that or like what's what that definition is. Mm. And maybe it's like a sensation of, like to feel lonely is you feel like you can't give yourself something, mm. you know, like, and I kept being like, cause I kept trying to teach, I'm like, well, what do I mean when I say like this mm-hmm. experience makes me feel very lonely and I couldn't, yeah. I kept trying to like define it. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious about that too. Like what is, what is loneliness and what is aloneness without loneliness and why yeah. is one seen as like, shame a shameful yeah. or a hard place to be and why is the other one considered yeah. like an achievement no i that you're i think you're totally onto something but it's making me think like why did i why did i have that like oh it, I, this is making me feel lonely and why mm-hmm. did i see that as a bad thing or a mm-hmm. negative thing because it did it felt very negative mm-hmm. i was like i'm lonely I, this makes me feel lonely i feel profoundly lonely in this experience i think there's also kind of like a Maybe there's an impulse in the way that lots of like bad feelings have an impulse of of like of like uh, undoing it or correcting it Mm. or feeling it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Just I've just been thinking about that like loneliness. Like why is it? Why is it a why is it a thing that is to be pitied? Mm. Yeah. I want to kind of like I want to think about this more. Yeah. I like it. All right. We're gonna play some music. This is. Oto with Anyway. You're listening to Astral Projection Radio Hour on BFF.fm. If you have thoughts about loneliness, tweet at us at Witch Radio. Let us know, lonely hearts. <laughs>
Listening to Astral Projection Radio Hour on BFF.fm, Best Frequencies Forever. You just heard the birthday party with Release the Bats. Before that was Sonic Youth and Lydia Lunch with Death Valley 69. Starting off that set was Oto with Anyway. Uh, we've got some news in <laughs> from Sonoma <laughs> County. Oh, man. I feel like I'm not that many years away from being somebody who gets very into listening to police scanners. Yeah. Tell us about this uh, th- this particular story. So this came to my attention uh, through a uh, former guest of the show, Manjula Martin. She's the editor of Zotrope Magazine. Uh, and she lives part-time in Camp Meeker, which is in Sonoma County. And she kept, like posting on Instagram stories these like real-time updates of these like police scanner things about this like group of masked activists who were um, were wearing Guy Fawkes masks and and uh, robes yeah um and it's funny because initially I'm she used to live um in Guerneville um near Bohemian Grove and initially I misread it as thinking it was like at Bohemian Grove, which if you know what Bohemian Grove is, it's like a really weird. It's where Republican yeah. old men hang out in sort of a culty yeah, but uh, it is situation, and and they they uh, pee on an owl <laughs> and burn it. But it's like, oh wow, sounds like some people just got lost in Bohemian Grove. But no, this is actually in Camp. This Meeker. is Westminster Woods Camp. Yeah, this is a really hard story to make sense of. Yeah. Um, there was like rumors of like a masked gunman. It wasn't true. Um, an active shooter. Um, but this was all kind of hearsay. So I guess 
Deputies were dispatched to call to a call of unwanted people at Westminster Woods Camp. The suspects had blocked both entrances to the camp with vehicles, preventing anyone from leaving. There was apparently a nonprofit group that goes by the name of Center for Applied Rationality, which is a really funny uh, name for something <laughs> because it like I, I feel like every other like um, kind of like new media art project is called something like Center I want to be in applied the, rationality. I want to be in the Center for Applied Irrationality. Group. Yeah, maybe that was. I the mean, protesters. that was the protest. It yeah, was like, the, like we the opposite. Yeah, irrationality. No yeah. rationality here, and we will protest it. So, yeah, um, so that it was. Uh, they were protesting this particular camp, which is it's really unclear what the camp is. But there, for context, it says at the bottom of this. This is like a Patreon post. <laughs> I'm not really sure what what it's um, <laughs> what know, it's somebody, for, but it says yeah. a Center for for Applied Rationality. The seminar they were protesting is a company that does four day retreats, costing members four thousand dollars a piece. The program teaches that humans are innately biased and focus on retraining the human brain. Per their website, we teach and train techniques for forming accurate beliefs, navigating <laughs> intellectual disagreement, making better use of our internal advisors, developing non-self-deceptive non motivation, and building the habit of getting things done. It sounds like a sort of corporate mindfulness retreat a yeah. little bit, right? Yeah. Um, and, it, and it sounds very kind of like Silicon Valley, it's, like totally. Even intersection the, between yeah. like technology and like spirituality or woo like that sense that like if you hack your brain you can be your like top most efficient you know uh improved self right it's very yeah. kind of self-healthy um not that any of that is is negative it's just like you know it's a it's a popular set of of buzzwords and it seems like it implies a, a moneyed uh, clientele, right? Yeah. Well, and apparently, and it's not in this post, but I read it somewhere else, so it may not be true. But like these people who got arrested, who their pictures are very scary, by the way. Yeah, they're terrifying. But they're half of them work at Google. Yeah, there's a so it says <laughs> Google employees. So well, I'm, I'm like, what is this weird? Well, so one of them works for Google. Okay, it one says of them works for Google. Emma Borhanian is a software engineer for Google. Gwen Danielson is from Berkeley. Uh, Jack Lasota is a software developer from Fremont, and Alexander Lethem is from Los Angeles. So two out of the four are identified as working in software and, okay. and probably like being in this world. I've heard a couple of them be described as as transient. I don't know if that is that overlaps with the software engineering. It, <laughs> it certainly could. Okay. Um. There there are lots of. Do you make a lot of money as a software engineer? Uh, in theory, okay. uh, I think there are also like lots of software engineers who probably don't make okay money in in the ways that you assume that so they what so. what what is your assessment on <laughs> what is going on like i'm really confused i have no yeah. idea like i want someone to tell please me please tweet at us if you know any of the backstory as to like a what the center for applied rationality is and what they want and also why masked robed software engineers in their 20s would show up and like barricade the exits uh they're also like they're all white and they all seem kind of like gender ambiguous uh, yes <laughs> and uh young and very angry <laughs> um, look, mugshots i mean all mugshots are kind of like not, yeah. not your not your best right but um yeah i'm i'm <laughs> like i was like i 
don't really know what the what this group of people is about. It's hard to tell from from just looking at them. Yeah, yeah. but I this I know, feels like an that. unfolding mystery. Uh, yeah. That I, I feel they, like there's something are they punks. I feel like, like there's something to do here with like weird technology cults and stuff, or like anti cults, or. Yeah believing that this is a technology cult. Well, you had brought up uh, during our talk break that, or during the music break that um, Esalen was, was possibly just bought by a group of tech. I, I guess this is a, this is a rumor. Okay. I have not received uh, confirmation, but the rumor is that Esalen was bought by possibly a group of um, this sort of like tech consciousness <laughs> awareness adjacent yeah can 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 we can we get um yeah can we get some some uh some some eavesdropping from your parents i will do we'll do we'll do an investigation but i think i I was like it's gonna be like singularity university by the sea here's how to microdose your way to happiness and live forever right yeah (laughs) yeah it's really interesting it's like uh it's sort of like when we have previously talked about um the idea of uh, the world as simulation yeah. it's, it it creates um, a creator in your own image right it, it if you believe that you can you can kind of like see the underlying um, structure of something and, and edit it um, that is kind of a favored way to look yeah. at the universe right we always kind of like create gods in our image in our images and I've been thinking a lot about how like um, you know, say that the uh, world as as a simulation becomes a widespread belief. Like, what mm. kind of industries might crop up around that? Right? Like, what kind of yeah. like economics? What kind of religions? What kind of like? What does that do to things like it's politics? True. Um, and also- yeah, and and how does how does that in turn affect us? Like, maybe the idea of. Um, universal simulation doesn't do very much on its own but like um what human movement around that Mm -hmm. does does a ton i'd like to kind of like you know i i'd love to kind of spend time ruminating on that and maybe making some science fiction around that yes yeah so if you are a member or know anything about the either the center for applied rationality or applied irrationality (laughs) Tweet at us at which radio. Let us know what's what's the deal. Yeah, the other weird, and I I don't want to call it a cult, and I don't. Seeing as we are in the epicenter of San Francisco, and I don't, I will also state that I don't know much about it. Um, but I was like weirdly, relentlessly pursued for a while by this guy who's a member of uh, One Taste. Are you familiar with yes, this? Yes, I am familiar with this. I've it's had, like an orgasm cult. I've had experiences with one taste as well. <gasps> What's your experience? Tell me I, yours first. Well, I, he, he like, uh, this guy was a couple years ago who just like, we knew through mutual friends and pursued me and kept trying to get me to go to these one taste events with him. And I finally like told somebody about it and they were like, oh girl, you in danger. Like look that shit up. There's uh, a really good episode of Love and Radio that oh. is about someone who joins for a while and it's worth listening to. It's okay. really funny. Again, I don't know. I never went. Uh, I did, you know, and so I don't know. Maybe I'm sure that maybe there's some benefit to it. But when I somebody wrote an article on it and I was like, oh, thank God I did did not go because that would have creeped me the fuck out. No, I, I was traveling and I was staying in a house that was um, 
where where some one taste people yeah uh, got into a conversation with me and it's it started off just as a conversation about um I don't know, it was kind of corny. It was like about spirit animals. And I was like, hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and then it, it turned into this. They were like, oh, yeah, we're part of this thing that's sort of like self-actualizing. If you're ever interested, here's some information. And I was like, wait, I already know about this. Like, I know yeah. what this is. Uh, no, I do not want to meet your inner dragon. Yeah, my hackles <laughs> already go up when someone's like, yeah. if you're interested, here's some more information. Yeah, it's always somebody trying to sell you. Occult. Anyways, that's just, you know, if you don't live in the Bay Area, you may not be aware of all these weird technology based uh, zealousness that yeah. goes on. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a really funny one. And it's yeah. Um, yeah, listen to that Love and Radio. Find it. I think like it's it's kind of Love and Radio is funny because they never tell you who you're about to listen to. Oh, you just kind I of like drop into it. the story. Okay. It's just like all the. I don't know how to describe it. Like every episode is is just like a person telling their story, and the stories are kind of just slice of life, like yeah, all over the place. So okay. many different, like, fascinating stories. But yeah, it's like one of those things that you drop in. You're just like, oh shit! Like, oh my god, what? Am, <laughs> this is amazing. Like, what? How did I get here? Yeah. Uh, but one of the things that I remember being really funny about it, and this isn't a spoiler at all for the rest of the episode, which is worth listening to in entirety is that um you know for the person telling the story was a uh, a person with a with a vagina uh was talking about how uh they they had a they focused on like one quadrant yeah um, there's a quadrant there's thing. a quadrant thing it's just just this <laughs> quadrant and i was like huh. <laughs> like i'm gonna need you to move to the other quadrant <laughs> Too, too concentrated. <laughs> I mean, it's not bad directionals, you know. Like, there's merit to you know to quadrants. But I yeah, maybe maybe it? I should have gone on this date, but I just in hindsight I was like, yeah. nope. Yeah. Whoa! I totally remember the quadrant thing. All right, I'm gonna read these snacks. Snack this is Scorpio. This is a time for not looking back. For writing down your old grudges and hurts and burying them in the ice-cold dirt to be eaten by worms. It's so easy to get weighed down by the years, by mistakes, but another way is to keep your eyes on the horizon, your heart pinned to the future. Let your heart get tender again. It's the only way. Eat hummus and listen to tops. Sagittarius, this is a time for dreaming big and making space to step into the next version of yourself. Are there any old identities you're holding on to out of comfort or insecurity? Who might you be if you retired these ways of being? Draw a picture of yourself in 2020 using colors you don't normally think of. What do they have to tell you? Listen to Mitski, Indianapolis. Capricorn, can you hear it? It's the sound of the year turning over, the breeze of calendar pages ripped off and thrown in the basket. It's your season, a season of planning and intentions and getting it down to business. What will you expand into, the, into this next year? Where can you let yourself feel uncertain, even if it makes you feel wobbly? Eat granola and listen to La Luz. And you can tweet at us at Witch Radio. We're also on Instagram at Witch Radio. If you have any, if you have any tips on either quadrants, quadrants, <laughs> vaginal quadrants, one taste, <laughs> uh, or you know, or the hot center tip. for applied rationality. <laughs> hot tips on hot, all those. Hot tips. Get at us. Uh, for some more music, this is Devante Hines with. Palo Alto. 
You're listening to Astral Projection Radio Hour on BFF.FM. We promised to another, but 
Astral Projection Radio Hour on BFF.fm, Best Frequencies Forever. You just heard Kilo Kish with Nice Out. Before that was Chris and Cozy with October. And starting off that set was Devante Hines with Palo Alto. We have some more cult news. You just solved a huge mystery for me. Mm. Even though I feel like we've just been posing mystery after mystery mm. today. But what um, was that? That the reason that why there are no trash cans in Tokyo is because of the nineteen the sarin gas attacks. Yeah. Uh, I did not put that together when I was in Tokyo. We we definitely noticed there were no trash cans anywhere, and also that there is no trash on the ground. Mm-hmm. Which as a even though there's like tons of trash to be made. Yeah, like, as a resident of San Francisco, I was like, how does this work? Wow. There's like everything <laughs> is packaged like three times yeah. in various films of plastic. But you just and yet, yeah, yeah, you just carry you. a little baggie with you until I, you get to your home. I thought everyone was just very polite, but it turned. Well, and they are, but and like, they, yeah, they but, are. Uh, but it also is so that you can't hide uh, sarin gas yeah. in a trash can. Um, yeah, it's a, uh, it's such a creepy thing. This this sarin gas attack by a this this happened back in 1995. It was uh, done by the Aum Shinrikyo Doomsday Cult, um, which I think it was just last year that uh, the Japanese government um, put 13 of the original members to their deaths, uh, which is, I, I feel like I hadn't been, I hadn't thought about that in a while. And then kind of like it was yeah. kind of like returned, you know, like these these images of the of the creepy cult yeah. leader uh, in the news I just, and of the yeah. cult like wearing his face, you know, so like creepy. creepy. I just read, I'm still reading. I picked up Murakami's book, which is kind of an oral, oral history of yeah. um, 
the gas attacks in which he interviews people who were on the subway, people who worked at the subway. It's super fascinating. I haven't gotten yeah. to the part yet where he interviews members of the cult. Mm, yeah. Um, but I am curious, as I am with all cults, like how it came to to like be a doomsday cult. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And how people get like sort of brainwashed to carry out these crazy uh, attacks. But this is a piece we came across, which is about a the true secret history of the creepiest cult game ever made, which is a, ga- a video game that was made about the Am Shinrikyo uh, cult. It's called The Story of Kamakushiki Village. Am I saying that right? Yeah, Kami Kami Kuishiki village and uh it was <laughs> i love that it was uh disseminated via floppy disk yeah you think you called it a slow meme <laughs> slow memes yeah let's move into the the slow meme phase. sarin gas is fast life. but yeah that's i feel like you could just i feel like my mom my mom does slow memes she's she like clips things out of newspapers and just sends them to me in the actual mail yeah i like that yeah bring back the slow, slow information sharing <laughs> yeah uh yeah it was uh this kind of strange uh it's sort of like a interactive visual novel kind of game um that it was very mysterious it's kind of has the the illustrations kind of look like they were made with um Microsoft Paint. Totally. It's very oh Microsoft Paint. Paint. (laughs) That's how I learned to draw on a computer. Um and for a, a long time I think it was kind of a half mystery like is this propaganda for the cult or is this like meant as a an adjacent but unrelated uh game is it a satire is it making fun of it it sounds like it was um sort of meant to mock them uh, yes the, the writer of this article calls it in effect a shit post however it is just as creepy and kind of like the same level of discomforting as like actual cult um, propaganda, which, you know, it, it, here's a question I have for you. Yeah. Are there any non creepy cults? Oh yeah. I mean, it, they seem like by definition they're creepy because a, some a, being in a cult or being a cult leader insinuates that there are that you, there are people within this cult that don't that are being like bamboozled in some way yeah there's you know? kind of like power imbalance at play right? yeah power imbalance or like brainwashing i mean I'm, I'm very interested in like the psychology of cults as i probably have said many times on this show i'm shocked that i have never joined a cult i'm if i lived in a different era i probably would have been in a cult. like i'm just well i'm very gullible and here's like, another question very is like, what what cults are you a member of that you're unaware of? oh no god that's probably right yeah. uh I, I will say this i because i know that quality in myself um well i can say well I don't, i'm just like how, how many of my ex-boyfriends are listening right now <laughs> i was gonna say i've definitely been in the cult of narcissists the cult of scorpios <laughs> <laughs> um but like, I've definitely like been. Uh, mm, what's what's the ni- nice way to say this? <laughs> uh, I've been swept up in like, uh, what in hindsight are like narcissist 
qualities in a person uh-huh. and yeah. which like and i can see them really clearly now but i which then that's the thing i think that i was always made me nervous is because probably a lot of cult leaders are narcissists um and definitely like many of them are charismatic and yeah exude a kind of like or narcissism are, are right? able yeah. I, I and I don't think that this has been the case for me for a very long time thanks to therapy but I think I definitely dated a lot of people who were good at spotting the thing in me I thought was missing you know mm. and mm. sort of like wielding that as like a, mm. a tool and I don't believe like believe that about myself anymore so I'm less yeah. susceptible to someone like tactically and I'm not saying that was like a conscious choice on the other person's part, but just might just be a, a role they slid into easily. Um, yeah. And I think about, um, yeah. we talk a lot about social media and how, you know, the way that social media is programmed now yeah. often, you know, most of the time by people with, uh, with an, an intention of maximizing profit um, will program say algorithms to uh, maximize your attention on, yeah on that. And, it, and it is like it is sort of like looking for you know in some ways what is this person missing and what can i feed them yeah you know? no i mean it's i mean that's how we get sold anything <laughs> you know it's like why we buy makeup or like anything you know it's mm-hmm. like it, so much of like with the things you are sold is just basic psychology um but yeah what but, separates any of that from a cult it's right? so true but i but i will say because i am aware of that sort of like gullible untrusting quality in myself i'm always on like kind of hyper alert mm-hmm. to things that seem a little culty yeah. you know um or yeah. you know where i'm like ooh, i want to pay to do this thing but like Mm, yeah. <laughs> I always like want to peek in, you know. I always want to yeah. just like watch and uh, just be a fly on the wall in those places. Yeah, uh, but you know, I'm. My, I think my fear is always like, oh, I'm just, I'm just browsing, and then all of a sudden, I like fall through the pit, you know. Yeah, Actually, I'm just browsing. I'm just, I'm just curious, and, and then I'd... all of a sudden, you're like, oh, I got blood in my shoes. Yeah. Nope. Um, it's interesting. I listen to this. Full disclosure, I'm listening to this podcast right now, which is these two women in their 50s, like mm. reinventing themselves at midlife. They're both like mm. single and anyways, but they, they do a lot. One of them is like the former producer of Oprah's show, uh-huh. um, but they do a lot of like um, very expensive and spiritually intensive like workshops mm. and retreats. Mm-hmm. And which time I was I'm like, oh, girls, you're in danger <laughs> just because I'm like, do they is, review those things like they, as, as sort of a, you know, they do. And like this goes back to my more philosophical question, which I've raised on this show, which is like, well, if it helps you and it's not harming you or anybody else, does it matter? Mm. Your pain, thousand, you know, like, well, I, you know how there's that podcast. I feel like you've mentioned this podcast on the show before where like people review self books is that right oh i've never heard i I think danny has mentioned it yeah i've I've heard i've never listened to it i was like is there a podcast where people review cults (laughs) review like (laughs) spiritual quacks it's just like oh yeah i spent like you know two months here yeah i give it two and a half out of five stars for the cult experience yeah i would totally listen (laughs) yeah take me in (laughs) and part of yeah part of this podcast is like very insightful and very inspiring and like they do have some pretty big breakthroughs and epiphanies 
I just like they're married to one. Well, one of them is kind of really hooked on this one thing, but yeah. But there are times where I'm just like, uh, you're making me a little nervous. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think it's uh, yeah. I I um hate being converted or like the experience of someone trying to convert me. I'm yeah. very like stubborn about like when someone recommends something to me. Often I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right then. Yeah, you're good. Um, I that. I like to kind of to those things yeah on my own but then maybe that's how someone gets me oh i don't <laughs> i like, knowing you as long as i have i don't think you're susceptible to to joining a cult you would you would have too many questions for them they wouldn't try after a while you would just kind of exhaust them it would They'd yeah, be like it'd be, <laughs> <laughs> it'd be like get her out of here like yeah um but i, I still want to know you know I don't, yeah i just i want to know what, i totally get i want to know what it's like well, um, if you've ever yeah. wanted to play a cult simulator, <laughs> then this is the game for you. I gotta find a floppy disk uh, and a floppy disk uh, yeah. drive. Yeah, what did I play on a floppy? Did you ever play Zork? I think Zork was on floppy disk. It was like it, one of the but... first computer games ever made. We had it. Mm. There was no there was no visuals. It was literally just like narrative, like text based. It was very like mm. choose your own adventure. I love like, that. Like you started off at a. I remember the opening. You started off at a house, and you could decide. And it was like in these creepy woods and you had to decide, do I want to go through the door? Do I want to go around to the house? Do I want to mm-hmm. go? And then eventually like you would kind of guide you into the basement. It was super creepy. It was Ooh, really, it was good. Yeah. Look up Zork. I miss, uh, I miss floppy disks as a way to yeah. disseminate information. <laughs> I also miss text-based games. I want to look into some new text-based games. Yeah. I'd probably really influence the way I think about like story like writing a story yeah Yeah. all right I guess I'll do another set of snackoscopes Aquarius more than most people you were born to stretch to expand to leap into the void of the future without a safety device usually you're so far ahead of the rest of us you've learned to be comfortable alone take this time to think about the partnerships you want to cultivate and how you can be patient with those trying to catch up to you listen to Dr. Dog and eat grapes Pisces this isn't a time for impatience nor is it a time for giving up. See if you can't turn your attention to something you need to turn to learn deeply and intensely right now. Something that requires you to sit in one place and go for long walks and think. It's a time for ingesting knowledge and letting it take the time it takes to create something in you. Listen to Yes and eat granola. Granola twice. Uh, Aries, you might be feeling a little dramatic and antsy right now. Like you want to shave your head or quit your job. Maybe try bangs or volunteering first. Ease yourself into change so you can be clear about your motivations. It's normal to want to cast off what we think is making us unhappy, but often there's something underneath it. Listen to Lizzo and eat sushi. And you can tweet at us at Witch Radio. We're also on Instagram at Witch Radio. Tell us what cults you're in. Tell us how to leave a cult if you have any (laughs) hot tips for that. (laughs) Or tell us about some cults that you rate highly. Yeah, or lowly. Uh, We're going to play some more music. This is FKA Twigs with Fallen Alien. You're listening to Astral Projection Radio Hour on BFF.fm.
to Astral Projection Radio Hour on BFF.fm, Best Frequencies Forever. I just heard Sudan Archives with Water. Before that was Sid with Getting Late. Starting off that set was FKA Twigs with Fallen Alien. And we've got some snack news. Oh man, this just like almost brought me to tears. Like it's so poetic and beautiful and everything I want in a story about pasta. Threads of God. So this is the world's rarest pasta and to eat it 
you must first complete a 20 mile pilgrimage speaking my love language I so love this it. is um yeah this this noodle it's uh i i really want to go on this pilgrimage now. yeah I feel like we have to make a point but i um i love that um so the the pilgrimage happens twice a year in sardinia you trek from the city of nuoro to the village of lula under the cover of night yes um 20 miles to the entrance of Santuario di San Francesco, which is a name for, you know, the same Saint, yeah. that San Francisco's name for St. Francis. And uh, only three women on earth, probably witches, yep. make this pasta. It is unfathomably intricate. Su filindu, which literally it means threads of God and sardo. And they only make it uh, this, this one time of year, two, two times a year for the uh, biannual feast of San Francesco. Uh, they've done this for the last 200 years. And the pasta is apparently impossible to replicate by machine. Uh, celebrity chef Jamie Oliver apparently visited in hopes of mastering the noodle, and he gave up after two hours. Of course he did. It's only two hours. Like, yeah. give it a lifetime, you know? Very masculine way of trying to do something. <laughs> it's like, hey, we can, we can use yeah. technology. We can... Yeah, machines have tried to build, like, reproduce the technique. And I also love that like, they describe how the ingredients are really simple. It's just semolina wheat, water, salt. You put it in a, a gamey mutton broth and a helping of pecorino, pecorino cheese. Mm, I'm already... Yeah, that sounds so sounds delicious. Um, but it made me think of, like, um, you know, uh, in the Jiro Dreams of Sushi documentary about how, like hard it actually is to master something incredibly simple and like mm -hmm. so much of what we eat is like overdone in terms of like spices and salt and like whatever because people are trying to sort of mask mm -hmm. <laughs> the inability to like uh conquer simplicity yeah you know in cooking and um and it's me... kind of like what you were saying earlier about bread like yeah you know bread is often uh, a pursuit of you know it's this kind of experiment that you do over and over yes and you kind of improve on it and every and, time it's different yeah. yeah um so this one woman who is one of the masters uh she said i love this this is the most poetic part she says the hardest part is understanding the dough with your hands mm -hmm. yeah. the idea that like it's almost like my hands exercise earlier it's like you need to not think about it through your brain but through your hands your hands are the brain mm -hmm. so she says she needs the mixture until it feels like modeling clay and continues working it into rounded strands. And then the, when the, the semolina lacks elasticity, she dips her fingers in a bowl of salt water. When it needs moisture, unsalted water does the trick. But the balance, she says, can take years to understand. And there's something so beautiful in that yeah. to me. And I love that it's paired with a pilgrimage, which uh, is often this sort of transformative spiritual experience of like spending the stretch of time doing something that's very rote yeah right? and um you know similarly working on this pasta over years and years and years and kind of building up this like subconscious intuition for like how to uh work this material in a way that you really can't teach in yeah. two hours nor teach to a no. machine you know it's like this kind of tradition that has to be passed down by by hand yeah, um, that's really beautiful. And like it makes me think of like the discipline conversation. It's like we don't really like prize mm -hmm. that form of discipline anymore. And yeah. not and I don't mean discipline in the sense of like 
you're going to do it every day, but discipline in the sense that like, it's a thing you return to over and over and over again. Um, But I've worked very hard to perfect my own bowl of pasta. I can Mm. make a damn good bowl of pasta. It makes me think of meditation too, that you might return to it over and over and over and still just be at the same place, you know, for a long period of time. And yeah, and I do agree that um, there is this kind of culture we're in that that's in a hurry to get somewhere. It's like, oh, in two hours I can master this (laughs) and like do it on TV and be famous for it or whatever. But it's like, it's really heartening to know that there are some things that still exists. Yeah. That, that, um, is like this organism, you know, this continual process and is spiritual for the person um, headed there, hopefully also for the people working on it. Uh, And and yeah, it's so beautiful. It also reminds me of, I'll see if I can find this article and we we don't talk about it today, we can talk about it next time. Um, There's this lineage of, there are women in in coastal Spain who do this sort of shallow cliff diving to find this very specific kind of shellfish mm-hmm. that's also very rare. Um, but it's like actually an incredibly dangerous activity. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like they pass on the knowledge from like one generation to the next. And it's just this sort of like matrilineal, um, you know, living that happened, way of living that happens. So um, cool. But yeah, and I, but I like, I love the idea of like that, you know, I think we're also a culture that's really obsessed with knowledge, but not necessarily wisdom yeah. and like knowing the difference. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And anytime there's a thing that has some kind of rarity, right? Yeah. We, we assign, <laughs> we assign a value to it yeah. or we, we turn it into a commodity. Right. Right. And it's kind of like missing the point of both of these activities. Yeah. It's not really about the thing itself. It's kind of like the process of getting there. And I love the impossibility of people trying to commodify this these threads of god yeah pasta. it's like nope <laughs> it's just gotta make the 20 mile trek yeah. i'm totally down to go oh my god yeah That's let's amazing. do it i i love that it's like a focus on process in both yeah. ways right it's like the, the a pilgrimage is kind of just process like process orientation yeah yeah it's true all right i'm gonna do some more snackoscopes taurus this is a nebulous time which might frustrate you it can be hard when there's nothing to sink your teeth into when thoughts scatter like tiny glinting fish in a pond. Use this time to allow yourself to be nothing, to do nothing, to rest your ever-charging brain. It can be a good time to get uncomfortable, to find a new space. Listen to Kleenex and eat fried chicken. Gemini, this is a time to dive below the roiling surface of the waters inside your soul, to excavate the things that cause you to respond to familiar people and situations the same way uh, over and over again. Watch videos of improvisational dance, listen to music that is mostly silent, what can you learn from these other modes of being? Eat fried rice and listen to Jenny Lewis. Cancer, what do you do when the skies stay cloudy and gray for days on end? How do you break through the fugue? The peril of getting caught in your feels means sometimes you lose sight of the emergency exits. Take a weird bus somewhere new and see where it takes you. Wear a new color. Get curious about everything. Eat kumquats and listen to Sebastian Bach. And you can tweet at us at Witch Radio. You can also follow us on Instagram at Witch Radio. And play another set for you. This is Bush Tetras with Things That Go Boom. You're listening to Astral Projection Radio Hour on BFF.fm.
Yeah. 
been listening to Astral Projection Radio Hour on BFF.FM, Best Frequencies Forever. We just heard Kleenex with Eisgar Wind. Before that was Suburban Lawns with Flavor Crystals. And starting off that set was Bush Tetras with Things That Go Boom. And we've arrived at our last set of Snackoscopes for today. Leo, who are you when no one's paying attention? Sometimes it's easier to define yourself through the gaze, attention, and approval of others to contort yourself in shapes you don't even realize are uncomfortable until you hold them for too long. Pay attention to what makes you feel tired and invisible this week. Sit with it and notice. Listen to Kate Bush and eat tacos. Virgo, it might be good for you to be a little selfish right now, to worry about yourself rather than what everyone else is or isn't doing. What can you do right now that is just for you and you alone? Not something on your to-do list, but something that seems a little self-indulgent. Something without a measurable outcome. Also eat tacos and listen to Marvin Gaye. Libra, you might be feeling out of whack this week, like one side of your heart has an extra 10-pound weight sitting on it. Recognize that sometimes this is the case. We can't be in balance all the time, and the situations and people around us are unpredictable, affecting us like invisible weather systems. Just hold on and sit with it. And let it be messy. Listen to Wire and eat Pocky. And uh, we'll be on break next week, but we'll be back in December uh, saying goodbye to Mercury Retrograde, saying goodbye to Scorpio season. Saying goodbye to 2019. Yeah. Well, we'll be back before. I guess that's true. We can make it along for a while. Yeah, we have a lot of uh, special guests coming up in December. Uh, Jessica Lignata will be on again and Virgie Tovar so So we're excited to close out the year with some real powerful witches um we're gonna leave you with a powerful witch Betty Davis nasty gal (laughs) perfect close to Scorpio season yep and next up is the Hanging Garden radio show and we will see you in two weeks bye tell them everything you want
But you know you lied. Yes, you did. I used to leave you hanging in the bed by your fingernails. So you can finish what you started. And I will give it to you. You can have it. Come on, take it now. 